104.5 The Zone. In Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. This is Squared Circle Radio. Welcome to the Kevin Owens Show. The latest news and commentary on the world of professional wrestling. They make sure you ain't booty. And now, Squared Circle Radio. The face that runs the place. With your main eventers, Jason Martin, David Reed, and Brandon Haggerty. Welcome into Squared Circle Radio right here on 104.5 The Zone alongside David Reed. I am Brandon Agony. Jason Martin has the weekend off. We're recording this. I know we don't. We usually try to keep kayfabe alive on this show. I was going to congratulate Jason on something, but the, at the time that we're <laughs> recording this, it hasn't actually happened yet, uh, so... I'm not going to put any sort of uh, potential evil out into the world. And I'm just just going to go out and say that maybe Jason will have some news tomorrow on the Big Six. Uh, but uh, keep, him in a, keep him in your uh, thoughts and prayers. And, and hopefully some good things happen for Jason this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's I have more optimism than you. So I will go ahead and say it. No, I'm just going to tease you like Daniel Bryan did this week. <laughs> You're going to pull a, a bait and switch like WWE yes. has been doing but uh, this for a very it, long time. This actually is a career-changing moment it is for a Jason career, Martin. It is a career, a life-altering uh, yes. moment for Jason Martin. And hopefully uh, he'll have some good news for you tomorrow night on the Big Six. But he has the weekend off. Uh, I feel like the three of us have been kind of like ships passing in the night recently. <laughs> I actually haven't seen David in probably six weeks. It seems like longer than that to me. Yeah, it might, might actually be. I, I walked into the studio today, and we ended up just talking for about 45 minutes before these uh, microphones uh, came on just trying to catch up because I've been out the last couple of weeks. You obviously had your back surgery. You've only been back for a couple of weeks. Uh, but hopefully moving forward, we'll get into a pretty good schedule here on Squared Circle Radio. By the way, follow the show on Twitter at Zone Wrestling. Got a lot to get into today. Uh, we'll break down and recap Extreme Rules from last Sunday and everything that came from that. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown as well. Uh, not only do we have a new Universal Champion, David, we also have a new number one contender for the Universal Championship. And if it seems familiar to you, it's because it is very familiar to you. Uh, WWE, uh, you knew it was going to happen as soon as Brock Lesnar won the Money in the Bank briefcase a couple of months ago. He has now finally cashed in at Extreme Rules, became Universal Champion for, I believe, a third time. And then the next night on Raw, when WWE had an opportunity to do something fresh, do something new, do something exciting, they did a 10-man battle royal to determine the number one contender at SummerSlam. And the winner is... Seth Rollins. I don't know why we couldn't have just gone into SummerSlam with Seth with a belt taking on Brock. I, I think we've heard for a long time it was going to be Brock and Seth at, at, at SummerSlam. So, so what, what you're saying is you didn't need the briefcase involved? I didn't need the briefcase involved. I didn't need I didn't need Seth to lose the title. Also, what I didn't need was more Brock Lesnar, by the way. Uh, but I think we've covered that exhaustingly on here. My thought is you haven't taken the belt off Kofi Kingston yet because it's working. There's someone on that Raw roster who could be the next Kofi Kingston. You had a chance to make that happen. I don't know who it is, 
but you had a chance to do something different for oh, SummerSlam. I thought Slam. you had somebody in mind. No, I didn't I have anybody in mind. No, no. I was like, who could no. that be? No, I'll leave that to the people that are smarter on, than me on Twitter to come up with who that is. But you had a chance to do something different, but you chose just to rerun the same thing with just a different man holding the title. I don't know what the end game is here. Uh, I don't know if we're setting up for a Roman title chase with Seth holding the belt. Uh, I, I kind of got that hint when when Rollins got speared by Reigns during the Battle Royal that they were kind of setting something up down the road for those two to kind of actually go at it, whether it's heel versus heel or babyface versus babyface, whatever it's going to be. But I just uh, I'm bored to tears with Brock Lesnar. The most entertaining thing that I've seen him do was use the briefcase as a boombox. Outside of that, I don't really care. He used really the care. championship yes, as a boombox. Which was also kind of what He went back well. to that. And, and Paul Heyman's suit game was on oh, point. Oh, yes. On I Monday. need one of them. I need I, one of them. I put out a tweet on Twitter, uh, probably a reference only I get on this show. But if you remember uh, Swackhammer, Mr. Swackhammer from uh, Space Jam. He was the the villain. Oh yes, the, yes, the yes. big fat alien guy yeah. who was wearing. A, he he used to wear a big purple suit, uh, mobster style. He also kind of looks like Heyman a bit. Exactly, and that I made that comparison on Twitter, and I actually I patted myself on the You're back. You're the only person I've ever known who has actually known the name of that guy. Space Jam. Is they say a, was a it, they say it early on in, in my childhood. They say it early on in, in actually the uh, movie, don't they? They probably do. But the reason I still know it is because I actually had a swat camera action figure. Oh, okay. Like I, I was that level of fan of Space Jam where my yeah. parents were buying me. Like I had a, I had a throw blanket uh, that was Space Jam. I had an actual Toon Squad uniform, and I had a, a couple of action figures, and one of them was Swat Hammer. So, uh, being such a, a a fan of that, are you excited about a remake? Oh yeah. You I'm, are. I'm. I'm gonna. Ah, uh, see, I'm. I'm. I don't think it needs to be redone. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay. I'm going to be there Do first night to see Space Jam Two. Sometime was it 2021 that that's coming out? It's, yeah. night. it's I know they're filming it this summer, but it's not coming out for like two more years, right? If it ever comes out at all, because apparently, oh, it's guys much hype as ESPN alone is. But they were running. Well, they fired a director the other day. But they were running a scroll during the NBA draft of who was going to be in this movie. So that alone should tell you that. I don't it's, know. It's LeBron James is apparently. Just as good at getting directors fired as he is getting coaches fired. fired. <laughs> so, so they've probably got three or four more of those to go before this actually hits theaters. But I, where were we, by the way? I, 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 was, no hating on, I was hating on Brock Lesnar. Uh, okay. Uh, that's something that you could do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brock Lesnar is obviously something that we've complained about a lot on this show. So it's it's not really worth relitigating that whole thing. Right, but I, I mean... Uh, it's a fact of life for WWE. At if point. you look at the people who were in the ring, uh, the only person or the two people, I guess, that it wouldn't be the same old, same old would have been Sami Zayn and Big E. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. There were a lot of people in that arena. We've seen and Strowman home. and Lesnar. Yes. We've obviously re- seen Reigns and Lesnar. We've seen mm-hmm. Seth and Lesnar. Who else was there? Corbin? Was Corbin yeah, in there? Yeah, he was also in there. Okay. I mean, we haven't seen that. We, we haven't seen that, that, but we don't no, want no, to no. see that. I, I was hoping they were going to make a move and Big E was going to get his title shot. And that's Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was rooting for on Twitter as well. There was some sort of vague 
People thought maybe a spoiler. Right. It leaked uh, out earlier. Because there was a video, I think, of like Kathy Kelly or one of those backstage interviewers. I know Kathy Kelly's not really a backstage interviewer, but uh, interviewing Big E and the, the description of the video said after winning the 10-man battle royal. So a lot of people thought Big E was going to win, and then he was like the first one eliminated. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, I, every ounce of interest I had in that 10-man battle royal was gone. Yeah, I kind of figured after that happened that it was going to be Seth again, and it was going to be the same main event that we thought was going to be the main event for the past six months. Are, are you surprised a little? You brought up Reigns' name. And Reigns was a guy that I thought could win this thing, even though we have seen Brock right. versus Roman happen a million times last year. Eventually, Roman's got to get back to the main event. Like, I have actually been pretty surprised, and I'm not even sure I would call it pleasantly surprised, by WWE's restraint with Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy has been in the background. I mean, he had the feud with Drew, and he's obviously, obviously been doing the stuff with Shane recently, even though now Shane's focus is on Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns hasn't done a ton since he came back. And I wonder, I wonder if that's them pulling the pulling the reins back, no pun intended, on him. But if you listen to, don't listen to this crowd from last Monday night because they were a terrible crowd. Stop, stop going back to places just because it has a large population. Alexa Bliss can tell you that that crowd was terrible. Uh, the night before in Philadelphia, Alexa Bliss on the pay per view got one of the biggest pops of the night. By far, Roman Reigns got a big pop from that crowd. In TV in the the previous weeks, Roman Reigns has gotten more cheers than he's gotten in a long time. You were closer now to a babyface Roman Reigns being accepted by a larger amount of your your viewers than you were at any other time when he did before he announced that he had the cancer. Like, the boos for Roman Reigns have subsided substantially. And I I kind of have the feeling that if you're going to make a move on Roman Reigns, you may choke the throttle back a little while longer to get you past SummerSlam. But I think now, after we get, move on from your next biggest pay-per-view and you're kind of looking ahead to WrestleMania already, that might be the time to start ramping up Roman Reigns again and giving us a little bit more and inserting him in the main event. Like, I know he's more or less appearing on both shows now, but mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a SmackDown superstar. Yeah. Uh, you got to get the championship off of Kofi. If you're not, if you're not going to turn him. Yeah. Like, I, I guess maybe that's why WWE has done this since they moved him to SmackDown. He's been in the, in the background a little bit because Kofi's been the champion. And you're not going to run Roman Reigns against Kofi. No. Mm-hmm. You're not going to run that title program. I'm not necessarily sure who on the SmackDown roster right now would take that championship off of Kofi at this point. Like, I don't know. Who have they built? And this is... They haven't built anyone, but you have Samoa Joe, who at any moment, at any time, can defeat anyone. But we just It'd did be that. legitimate. Yeah, like, no, that was... A, I mean, I thought that that might have been the moment that they were going to take the title off of him, but they didn't. So now I'm like, okay, who else do you have? Kevin Owens, you're building him as the next Stone Cold, but he's occupied at the moment, and I don't think you're going to do KO and Kofi, 
even though the, the story is there. And again, we've already seen that. Yeah. They did that in Money in the Bank. I, I, I don't know. This kind of, I didn't know that we were going to go down this road, but I was listening to. Hopefully Eric Bischoff knows. I was listening to Grill and JR the other day, which is a, a pretty good podcast. If you enjoy what Conrad Thompson does, mm-hmm. the sort of storytelling stuff that he does, uh, Grill and JR is a really, a really good podcast for that. They were talking about uh, Canadian Stampede. 1997, um, which is a, a show that I've never watched. I'm actually, I, I need to go actually go back and watch that. But when they were discussing the show, one of the things that JR said was, you know, around this time, this was when the Hart Foundation reformed with Brett and Owen and uh, Davy Boy Smith and Brian Pillman, like those guys. Like, yeah, they were conquering heroes in Canada. Like, those guys were the biggest baby faces on earth in Canada. They were the biggest heels on earth in, in the United States. And one of the things that Jim Ross said was, there's five guys, five guys in that group. Jim Neidhart also was there. Forgot about him. Five guys in that group who are money heels in 1997. And that's what you need. You can build a baby face all day. But if that baby face doesn't have a heel to go up against. And you can argue that we didn't get enough of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart back then because of the screw job. Yeah. Like there was still meat on that bone. I'm just that I guess what I'm trying to say is like contrast that to what's going on right now. And I just ask you, look up and down the WWE roster outside of Brock Lesnar. Who were the heels? Drew McIntyre. Shane McMahon. Who are the heels that you want to Dol- watch? Because you could throw Baron Corbin in there. Yeah. I mean, I guess Cesaro's supposed to be a heel now, like Who's right? taking this championship off of Kofi? I, I think it's going to be Drew McIntyre. Isn't he a Raw superstar? It doesn't matter. I know matter. it doesn't matter. Wild card. It doesn't matter. Wild card, Brandon. He's on both shows. He's following Shane McMahon around. I think at some point, I think we're going to see Drew and Kofi, to me, that's the only guy that I can – they're going to put a belt on Drew before long. And I don't think it's going to come off of Lesnar or come off of Seth to go to Drew. He's as likely of a candidate as anyone is. And that, that's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. That's why you I'm had kind an of... entire group in 1997, just 22 years ago, an entire group of yeah. money heels, and we're struggling to come up with one. In today's WWE, that's why I'm 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 optimistic when I see Gallows and Anderson and AJ together. Okay, I I, 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 I think would, that's your answer, right there. I would like to see someone else. Let's make this a foursome, and just turn them loose, straight heel. Let's forget that they were ever walking around in lab coats and and rubber gloves and giving people physicals and all that stuff. God, I forgot about that. Oh, see, I'm sorry. I see, brought it back that's a up. Good thing. That's a good thing that I had forgotten about that. We're late to the break. Uh, coming up next, maybe a guy who could stri- who could fit into that uh, money heel role appeared on Monday after a ton of vignettes. We're talk- talking, of course, about Bray Wyatt. And a house show in Nashville that didn't seem to be much of anything of importance. 
Welcome back into Square Circle Radio and 104.5 The Zone. Alongside David Reed, I am Brandon Haggett. Follow the show on Twitter at Zone Wrestling. Jason Martin with the weekend off. You can follow him at jmartzone. Follow David at David Reed Radio. Feel like you can follow me at Haggett. I stole tweets the other day, according to somebody that follows me. I stole a tweet. You stole a tweet from who? I don't know. But uh, I, I, I tweeted... You had to have stole it, Brandon, because it is it is illogical to think that there could be two people with the same exact thought yeah, that, that, yeah. on so, this planet. There was there was a tweet, uh, there was a tweet about a lion at a zoo, and to keep cool, they gave this lion a giant ice block of blood. Of blood? Blood. It was like a blood popsicle. Where in the world do you get a giant? <laughs> Freeze Chunk blood. Of frozen I don't know. blood. I don't know. Can you freeze blood? But apparently, so the the picture is just this lion licking, you know, a giant ice cube of blood. And I retweeted the picture, and I said, "This is metal as hell," is what I said. Apparently, somebody else had had the exact same tweet like five hours before me, a oh. person I had never heard of. And so, somebody that follows me on Twitter accused me of stealing this tweet. Because apparently two people can't have the same thought. And now that person is muted and doesn't even know it. I, mean, I didn't mute the guy. Did not mute the guy. <laughs> well, speaking of Twitter, you will want to follow us on Twitter because we have your way in to, what are we calling this, Smackville? Smackville. Smackville. Don't confuse it with Smashville, which I almost said has nothing to do with the Nashville Predators. But this house show has turned into a WWE special. Here is my thoughts on it. This is an opportunity for this Nashville crowd once again to show them that they don't need to be a stop every four years. This is a town that will sell out a pay-per-view. We sell out the Raws. With a pay-per-view, it's once every 12 years. Yeah. How long has it been? 2000. It was was a night of champions. Champions. 2012? Five years? Whenever we first injured Roman Reigns, gave him the hernia. Gave him the hernia. Uh yeah, that I mean, th- that's, that's five years ago. That's kind of what I feel like this this is. I mean, why do you? It's an audition. Why do you? Well, why do you all all of a sudden decide that this is going to be a special on the WWE Network? Because they took uh, Hell in a Cell from us last year. <laughs> Put it well, in San this Antonio. is no well, this is no replacement for that. But I do think that this is uh, they're putting feelers out to see what what Nashville can handle. So uh, there are tickets that are out there for twenty five, thirty five bucks. Uh, if that's in your price range, go for it. But we have some that are free. Nice. We have five pairs to give away. Wow. So after you hear this, we will be putting out a tweet later today. Like that tweet. Retweet that tweet. Make sure you are following us on Twitter. And we will pick five winners who will get a pair of tickets to Smackville Live. A WWE Network special. I shouldn't be laughing. I should, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Smack, Smackville Live. So, but it has some raw superstars on it. Am I not I have, wrong? I I've only seen one match. Maybe I'm mistaken, but I've seen one match uh, put on Twitter, and it's a triple threat between Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, and Samoa Joe. Okay, where's uh, maybe it, there's other matches that I Samoa haven't seen. Samoa not a, on a, a raw superstar. I thought he was on Raw now. <laughs> I don't. I'm so confused about who is who and where is where. Let's just get. Let's just get rid of it all. Let, let's just. Might as well. 
I'm, I'm yeah, just is, so he, confused. Samoa Joe is a Raw superstar. Okay, there we go. Technically, he's supposed to be a Raw superstar. All right. But no, this is good. Uh, you know... I, I made some I made some cracks on Twitter on Thursday when this was first announced, because one of the things that WWE loves to do uh, when they bring any sort of show to Nashville, you'll get like a Nashville There's street be a fight. Nashville street fight. It's going to have guitars involved, yes. and you know, Dolph Ziggler's going to be there with a guitar, but it's not going to be Ricardo Rodriguez on the other end oh. of it. Which, by the way, Google that video. Still Dolph Ziggler, guitar shot, Ricardo Rodriguez, man, that dude. Uh, Let's just say that that guitar was not gimmicked at all. So, so, which reminds me, by the way, Jeff Jarrett owes Paul Koharski a guitar shot. He does. I think we've all forgotten about that. So that is going to be a phone call that's made at some point today to set that up. I, I assume Jeff will be there, right? You can't just do yes. a show in Nashville when you employ Jeff Jarrett and not right. have Jeff Jarrett there. Here's the thing about it, though. We make fun of it. I will never get tired of seeing someone hit with a guitar. I just, it, I think it was so ingrained in my childhood watching Memphis wrestling, uh, in particular Billy Joe Travis and the guitar shots. And then the honky tonk man stole that when he moved from Memphis to, to the WWF at the time. I will never get tired of seeing someone hit with a guitar. I don't care who it is. It's a it's a satisfying sound. It is. The guitar breaks into about a billion pieces. Unless you're Dolph Ziggler. Unless you're that Dolph might Ziggler. as well have been an electric bass guitar. It, it Ricardo, might as well have been. I don't remember seeing Ricardo Rodriguez after that. He was probably around, but he was not. Uh, he was not the same. He was a few fries short of a Happy Meal, right? Concussion uh, protocol for sure. Concussion protocol for sure. Uh, that match, that show is going to be a lot of fun. Um, David, I, I think you're planning on being there. Yes, yeah, I will be um, there. I'm not. I will be in Baltimore uh, next weekend. Wait, what, what are you doing in Baltimore? That's uh, a family reunion. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, you have a lot of family reunions. How many families do you have? I have two. Um, every last weekend in July every year is my wife's family reunion. They do it every single year. Okay. My family does not do. I don't remember the last time I saw seventy five percent of my family. But, uh, yeah, every year, last weekend of July, my wife has uh, her family reunion this year. And it's not even in Baltimore. It's in a place called Rock Hall, which is about two hours south of Baltimore. But we're flying to Baltimore. Yeah, that's, cl- that's close enough to get some good crab cakes. I think uh, crab, steamed crabs are the uh, are on, on the, the menu? menu on Friday. Nice, nice. It's going to be the Friday night uh, um, cuisine. But, Jason, David, you guys will probably be there. I uh, hope to see a lot of other uh Zone Wrestling listeners, Square Circle Radio listeners out there. Remember one year we did a meetup before yeah, a Raw event? The Tin Roof. Probably too late to set yeah, up something like that. Probably so. This was going to be just a basic, generic right. uh, house show. Which I love. Which And Jason and I talked about it last week. I love watching a house show because they just give the guys the freedom to go out there mm-hmm. and have fun and just call the match in the ring or do whatever you want to do. It's not scripted. It's not getting to. It's not the ends to some means on television down the road. It's just these guys going out there and proving how good they can be. And a couple of years ago, they put a July house show at Bridgestone Arena, and all three of us went. And it spawned one of our favorite jokes because the first person through the curtain was Kane. Yes, and it was one of our one of our running jokes that we're still <laughs> going with that Kane had to get had to get to the house by dinner time. So he's he's. He had, the to, curtain. he had to hop on that flight to Johnson City. 
which now he's going to Knoxville. Man, Knox County Mayor. Knox County Mayor. Um, what happened on Monday outside of uh, Seth Rollins becoming number one contender again? Of course, we've been talking about it for months, feels like, on this show. Seems like it. How does the Firefly Funhouse turn into Br- uh Bray Wyatt returning to a WWE wrestling ring. Well, we saw it on Monday. Uh, Finn Balor lost a really quick match on Monday. I'm not real sure what the point of that match was. I don't under I, I don't understand what the, the point of the Joe? match was. But here's the thing about it: like, so there was the squash, and then Finn goes off. Mm-hmm. Gets his retaliation, which, which means nothing because he's lost the match. And as he's celebrating in the ring, that's when Bray appears, gives him the sister Abigail, and all of a sudden Bray White's back. And all of a sudden, all the hope that I had for WWE to get this right went out the window. Because I guess, again, it was too easy to have him be the next guy that answers Aleister Black's call. I guess we are finally going to get the Demon, and Bray Wyatt, and Sister Abigail. So I think it was Pro Wrestling Sheet on Monday that reported that Finn Balor has asked for time off, and it has been granted. Uh, he's going to so, work SummerSlam. One, okay. I was about um, to say one Sister Abigail, and no, we don't see him for six months. He's going to work SummerSlam, so we're going to get Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor at SummerSlam, and then he'll go off after that. Um, I imagine we don't see the Demon at SummerSlam. Like I imagine you will get, you know, Bray Wyatt will get a pretty clean, straight-up victory yeah. over Finn Balor at SummerSlam. And maybe, you know, once Finn is back from his vacation or however long that takes, he'll come back, get his win back as the Demon, and we'll be off and running. Um, but at the same time, I know this is a different version of Bray Wyatt, or at least it's supposed to be a different version of Bray Wyatt. But his having his first feud be Finn Balor. When the last time we saw Bray Wyatt, one of the last feuds he had was against Finn Balor. And that's when we had the red viscous liquid Yes, uh, that was being poured all over. It wasn't blood. It was being poured all over Finn Balor. Uh, We didn't actually get the demon versus Sister Abigail, but we were supposed to. Right. And then Bray Wyatt probably fortunately... I uh, got sick and wasn't able to work, and we ended up with AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Uh, but Finn Balor was going to do like a pumpkin version of the Demon, and I don't know what Bray Wyatt was going to do for Sister Abigail. What I'm saying is putting Bray Wyatt up against Finn Balor immediately just brings up those bad memories. For yeah, me. it does. And again, it we thought it was going to be difficult to take what we saw in the Firefly Funhouse and put it back into a ring. That's why I was holding out hope that it was going to be against Aleister Black because that's something I would like to see. Uh, I love to watch Bray work. Bray's a great worker. He's very agile and fast for his size, and Aleister Black is one of the best technicians in the ring right now. I would have loved to see that. And him and Finn, just, it's not inspiring to me. It's just someone found a piece of paper from from a year ago and decided, hey, this looks good. Let's do this again. I don't see what the payoff is here unless it's going to – I mean, 
If Finn's going away, he's been granted that time off. I mean, he's just going to get beat down to no ends at SummerSlam because how else would you send right send Balor off? And I don't know how this character is going to be treated because we saw the quote unquote fiend on Monday. Are we also going to get the the other half of that, which is you have to right the Firefly Funhouse version of Bray, the what Yowie Wowie, and all of that stuff? Are we going to get that on television? We haven't gotten that yet. Like, if it's a true sort of dual persona, multiple personalities type of character, I think it could work. But right now, the only thing we have seen in a wrestling ring is the quote-unquote fiend. Yeah. No, that's, again, That was my hope was that uh, Mr. Rogers' sweater was going to show up and, and challenge Aleister Black. Maybe he'll, like, apologize to Finn tomorrow <laughs> night on, on Monday, Monday. As, as Mr. Rogers' sweater guy. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to go into it with an open mind. I'm trying to as it well. Does, it I, does bring up some bad memories. Let's but, just I, but again, I, I enjoyed Firefly Funhouse until it got popular and then WWE put its hands all over it instead of letting Bray just handle Bray's business. And I feel like that's what's happened already with his return. I feel like it's already got too much WWE fingerprints on it. I hope you're, I hope you're wrong on that. I hope I'm wrong too. But the, uh, the history says that you'll be right. Uh, On the other side, we'll take a look at the WWE Women's Division. Becky Lynch has her opponent for SummerSlam, and it's not an opponent that either Dave... Welcome back to Squared Circle Radio here on 104.5 The Zone. Alongside David Reed, I am Brandon Agony. Follow the show on Twitter at Zone Wrestling. We will live tweet Raw tomorrow night. Try to live tweet SmackDown. And at least one of us will be in attendance for SmackVille next Saturday night at Bridgestone Arena. And David, go ahead and give the spiel again. You could win tickets to SmackVille if you follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Watch for the tweet. Retweet it. Make sure you are following us, and we will pick five winners. Five pairs of tickets for uh, you and a friend or a guest, someone you love, someone you hate, to go check out what is now the WWE Network special, Smackville. I almost did it again. Almost did Smashville. Smackville. Smackville. I think uh, my theory, if you are just now joining us, my theory earlier in the show that this is an audition for a pay-per-view at some point in the near future. So we want Nashville to shine, so we're doing our part. Five pairs of tickets. Five listeners will will score a pair of tickets. Just watch for the tweet a little bit later today. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Retweet it, and we will pick five winners to join us for Smackville Live at Bridgestone Arena. Sure. I'm, I'm so impressed with Smackville myself Live. that I have not said Smashville, good. right? It was good. You're, you're catching yourself. Uh, this was originally supposed to be uh, tour stop on the SummerSlam Heat Wave Tour, uh, which is their annual uh, summer uh, house show tour. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the SummerSlam card because Becky Lynch has her opponent. She has finally vanquished Lacey Evans, probably a month too late. Yeah, she has yeah. finally, for the most part, vanquished uh, Lacey Evans. And now she turns her attention to... Natalia. Wah, wah, wah. Man, if there are, and in other if there news. <laughs> are people that listen to us uh, weekly that are big Natalia fans. 
I you apologize might want to for tune nothing out for a few minutes <laughs> because I, I feel like this is going to come off extremely harsh, extremely harsh. Natalia has been a, a member of the WWE roster for a good decade now, if not more, and she has had this longevity as a member of the women's roster without being particularly talented at anything to me. Like, I don't think she's a particularly good worker. But she's, but she's the, the female equivalent of Bret Hart. No. She's a tactician. She's not. She's a great tactician. She has a sharpshooter, that's it. Like, that's not even, that's a, close enough. Not even a good Close enough for WWE. She doesn't cut a good promo. Negatory. Like, I just... The only reason why Natalia is challenging for this championship at SummerSlam is because SummerSlam's in Toronto. And it's also like it is so transparent why this decision was made on Monday. But it's also the reason that she they might put that belt on her. And they they did that a couple of years ago. I can't remember if it was the SmackDown belt or the Raw Raw belt, but she's recently been a WWE Women's Champion. And, I mean, I guess at some point the, the women's championships, because there's two of them, because there's so few women, like it's going to make its way around to you eventually. And it made its way around to Natalia a couple of years ago, and maybe it does again at SummerSlam. That's just – this sort of speaks to a larger point that I think we were making a couple of weeks ago on this show. Like the, the WWE women's division, once Ronda left, is pretty weak. And Sasha left, obviously. We're scraping the barrel, man. And if if Natalia is the best you have for Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, like her title reign at this point has been pretty trash. Once you go immediately from main eventing WrestleMania to wrestling Lacey Evans, who has no business being there, to now, you know, defending your championship at the second or third biggest event of the year against Natalia. Like this is what this div- women's division has to offer. But I I look to Tuesday night and I see Bailey and Ember Moon, and that's going to be a great match. It is, and it's different, and something that we haven't seen, and it's something that hasn't been beat to death. It's it's going to be something fresh. So I think there's still hope that we can get things that are not necessarily fresh, but things that are at least appealing in the women's division. I, I I have no use for Natalia in 2019. I really don't. But again, you look at the, the, the women who are in that ring that could have been the opponent. Like, So who were the four? We had obviously Natalia. Uh, there was Alexa Bliss, Omi, and Carmella. Carmella, those were the four. Uh, out of those four, and I said this on Twitter on Monday night, the only person that I could talk, really talk myself into uh, being the challenger uh, at SummerSlam was Naomi. Like Naomi is someone who I have been actually a pretty big fan of for a couple of years now. I think she's great. She's extremely athletic. She's got a great entrance. I think that I could talk myself into her being the title challenger way more than I could, uh, especially Natalia and Carmella. And Alexa Bliss at this point, I don't want to see her near a championship for a while. See, I'm not over Alexa Bliss the way you are. 
I would like to see, at some point to see, though, though we've seen it before, uh, Becky and Alexa Bliss. But. Honestly, the person I could talk myself into the most was on the outside of the ring during that match. Mickey, Mickey Cross. Cross. I, I thought, and I should have put two and two together with SummerSlam being in Toronto. I thought that Natalia was going to be the, the first person out of that match <laughs> because when I looked at it, her or Carm- Carmella, like to me, it should have been the first two out of the match. Uh, one of them was, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just don't, it does not, does nothing for me, especially at SummerSlam, unless we're looking at a quick Becky finish and a Sasha return to challenge her. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not holding out hope for that anymore because I, that's something that I wanted to see this past weekend at Extreme Rules. I wanted to see a, a Sasha return to challenge one of the champions, and I did see that. So I'm I'm not holding out any hope at all pretty much at this point. I, I think she's that far disillusioned with everything and her experience in the WWE. But, I mean, it's going to go over. She's going to get a pop. It's in Toronto. So I definitely could see her. Uh, the rule used to be, and especially in the WWE on television, you didn't go over in your hometown. Right. Uh, Jim Ross could tell you that. Uh, unless you were a heart in Canada. Though she's not technically a heart. <laughs> We've been told she's a heart, and there's a good chance she's going to go over in Canada. Is her mom a heart? Is not heart married to this one of the sisters? I didn't think he was married to one of the sisters. I don't know. We'll look that up in the break. But no, I'm not interested enough in looking it up. That's a, <laughs> she's not a heart. Uh, well, she's a night heart. But I feel like we we kind of called this. We could kind of see this coming as soon as the superstar shakeup went down. SmackDown's women's division. You know they've got Ember Moon. They've got Bailey. They still have Charlotte. You know Liv Morgan's over there. Uh, you know, Mandy Rose, uh, Sonya Deville. Like they've got quite a few talented ladies over there on SmackDown. Like. The Raw rosters kind of slim pickings a little bit, especially mm. when it became clear that Sasha Banks wasn't coming back anytime soon. Yeah. Um, Asuka's obviously over on SmackDown as well. Kyrie saying over on SmackDown as well. Um, it's not a very balanced roster at all. And I think Becky Lynch uh, has suffered because of that. Like, I don't think Becky Lynch right now is nowhere near where she was in the lead-up to WrestleMania. So uh, her first title, well, I guess her technically as the Raw Women's Champion, her first title defense was against um, Lacey Evans and now Natalia at the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. That's not blazing... uh, an amazing title reign for Becky Lynch. No, it's like at some point, I think she needs to be a wild card and and not go back and be challenged again by Charlotte because I I don't want to see that for the 500th time. I mean, give me, give me Becky and and Ember Moon. Have we ever seen that? I mean, it probably happened. I don't think we've seen Ember Moon against a lot of different. Yeah. Because, you know, when she got called up, she I'm not opposed to putting the belts on Ember Moon. Like, I think she is extraordinarily talented. Yeah. And that, that finish is something that yes. can pop any crowd across America. Speaking by the of, way, is, by the way. Are we about to say the same thing? Probably not. Okay, go first. Jim Neidhart, 
was married to Elizabeth Hart. Oh, okay. So Natty. That's not what I was going to say. Natty's half a heart. That's not. She's half hearted. Half hearted. She's a half heart. What were you going to say? I was going to say, speaking of, of, of finishes, um, no one who ever faces Aleister Black oh. in the future can do any less than what Cesaro has done the past two times he stepped in the ring with Aleister Black. That is the way you sell that black mass. If you can't do at least to the level of what Cesaro did, do not step in the ring with that man I because he gonna, has set the bar. I thought you were going to talk about Becky Lynch taking the end of days at Extreme Rules oh, and no. then having to sell it like oh, she was in a car so, accident so the next night. She's going to call Morgan and Morgan. Commentary, been... commentary thought it was a miracle that she showed up on Monday <laughs> after taking the end of days. Which is not even his best looking move. It's not. By, no, by deep far, six Deep is... Six looks way more devastating. I'm not real sure what we're going to get into in the final segment. Maybe <laughs> we'll just make fun of Baron Corbin and Becky Lynch some more. Uh, but we've got some more. Follow the show on Twitter at Zone Wrestling. You're going to want to do that, especially today. We will have your chance to win five pairs of tickets to WWE Smackville. Almost said SmackDown. Almost said Smashville. Smackville. It's a smash up of both. Uh, Smackville, which is uh, a house show turned into now a WWE Network special next Saturday night at Bridgestone Arena. So follow the show on Twitter again at Zone Wrestling. Be looking for the tweet that will come later today. All you have to do is retweet that tweet. We will pick five people who retweet that tweet, and you will win a pair of tickets to WWE Smackville next Saturday night at Bridgestone Arena. Next Monday night, which is tomorrow, we have a Raw reunion. Yay! I don't really know what this is. This thing kind of just came out of nowhere. They started promoting it during Extreme Rules last Sunday. Um, it looks like it's going to be any number of these anniversary Raw shows where they just bring back 50 guys mm. and women from in the past. So far, some of the people on that have been advertised, you've got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Hulk Hogan. Okay. Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, yeah, yeah. Razor Ramon, yeah. Kevin Nash, yeah. Kurt Angle, Sergeant Slaughter, and then you just keep scrolling down and you get to like Psycho Sid's coming back tomorrow night. Kind of excited about that. Psycho Sid is going to be there tomorrow night. Uh, please, please don't come off the second rope. <laughs> WWE legend uh, Kelly Kelly is going to be in attendance it's tomorrow not, night. No, 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 no. It doesn't say WWE legend. Does. Okay, I was all right. Uh, Molina's going to be there. I would have bought it. I would have bought it. <laughs> Molina's going to be there. Uh, who Eric is somebody Bischoff. that we haven't seen in a very long time. Eric Bischoff, uh, Coachman. They're going to let they're going to let Jonathan Coachman off of the pre-show panel. Nice uh, to show up and be on Raw on Monday. Uh, Caitlin, Alicia Fox, Candice Michelle, uh, Eve Torres, who was someone that uh, hasn't been around in a long time. Santino Morella, Jerry Lawler, whatever. You get the point. Yes. What you get, uh, the point that you get is that there's going to be probably 30 to 35 people that you haven't seen on Raw in a very long time. They're going to be on Raw Monday night. What that means 
is that the people who are currently employed by WWE are taking a back seat in the road to SummerSlam. Now, what that means is we're going to get about five of those people on that list on television in a ring doing something, and the, the next 30 are going to be backstage in a poker game with APA. That's how that's going to work. Uh, probably. Probably, but that's still 32 many people that are going to be backstage. I, just, uh, I, I feel like it's going to end the way the last one did with uh, the Revival somehow being embarrassed in the ring because that's what you need to do with your tag team champions. Could very well be the case. I just – I'm going to come off like just get off my lawn, guy, <laughs> and and tweet us at Zone Wrestling and tell me how dumb I am for this. I just – I don't enjoy these verse, these episodes of Raw. Like, I just don't. Like, I mean, a return every now and then is pretty cool, but it's just, it's so transparent as to why WWE does these things. Like, ratings are in the toilet. So what do we do to pop a rating? Let's bring back Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, maybe John Cena shows up tomorrow night. Like, all of these guys that were around during the Attitude Era or or previous to that, let's bring them back, and we're going to pop a rating for one night, and then that's going to go away the next week. Like, these shows are empty calories. Unless you're planning on building a big angle off of this, like they did with Ric Flair's 70th birthday where he was attacked by Batista backstage, I loved that bit because it built to something to WrestleMania. Unless you're planning something like that tomorrow night, this this show is the very definition of empty calories. But I'll be watching. I will too. (laughs) And so they get what they want. I love ice cream. Just like you love ice cream. Absolutely. Yeah. There's like nine, nine containers of it in the freezer over here. Uh, Like eight. Cause you ate one. I ate one. (laughs) Bluebell, (laughs) strawberries and vanilla. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it was licked beforehand. (laughs) I hope not. I I didn't care really. (laughs) I had some blueberry cobbler. It was very good. Listen, this show will probably be entertaining. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna mark out for Stone Cold Steve Austin just like everybody is because Stone Cold doesn't show up enough for my right. liking yeah. in today's WWE. So the fact that he'll be there tomorrow night is going to be tremendous. I don't care one iota about seeing Hulk Hogan. Like, I just don't. But again, you have an opportunity here, just like you had an opportunity this past Monday to do something fresh, do something new. You can build a big angle off of having one of these guys get physical. I just don't see him doing it. Well, I'll say this. I have more hope with them doing it because Paul Heyman is backstage with a pen in his hand now, allegedly. Allegedly. He said he, he said on Monday that he had the stroke. Well, let's see you stroke something on tomorrow night. Mm. I didn't. That should. I'm not sure right, that's the way to end this up. show. Remember, that's exactly how we're going to end this watch, show. Watch for the tweet. Like us. Follow us. Retweet it. You could find yourself at Smackville Live next week. See you at Smackville Live next weekend. We will also see you on Twitter tomorrow night for Raw Reunion. See you next week. This is Squared Circle Radio on 104.5 The Zone. Catch and fly.